Hello and welcome again to another very special、uh, dual core team House of House episode.、Uh, you demanded it. More episodes that are just me and Lenny.、Uh, so this is that. This one、uh, we're talking about season two, episode sixteen. Uh, was I supposed to say I'm Andrew Taven? I'm Andrew Taven. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you can do the episode、oh, okay. summary if you want. Uh, okay, sure. I'll also <laughs> do the episode summary.、Uh, I'm Andrew Taven, and、uh, this one is season two, episode sixteen, safe. And this is one where、uh, a girl is being kept in a safe room at her house. Sorry, a clean room. A safe room would be like a big. Like a metal room that, like, you watch burglars do stuff from.、Uh, no, this is a, a clean room, and because、uh, she had a heart transplant, she's allergic to stuff, and you know they do all the usual house stuff. They house it along for a while, and it turns out she has a tick in her vagina,、um, which of course makes the dad go, "I'm gonna kill you." House doing that, but we'll we'll get to that. And I'm Lenny Burnham, and I would just like to say that the girl is, of course, Michelle Trachtenberg from Harriet the Spy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Gossip Girl. And her boyfriend is、uh, Jake Dorman from the Limitless TV show before he got hot. I was trying to figure out who he was. It's shocking how different his face is. I guess. He must have been like eighteen, so it makes sense. But yeah, I was like, this this guy's face is not done yet. I thought he looked a little bit like the guy from、uh, Eight Rules and、uh, the the Loop. You aware of the Loop? I haven't seen either of those, so I don't know who you mean. Two season sitcom, The Loop. Eight Rules, <laughs> I think, is the one with Donald Logue, and Eight Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. I don't know if they go over each of the rules. <laughs> um, you know what? We got time. What are the eight <laughs> rules for dating my daughter?、Uh, eight simple rules. Oh, okay. I guess this is. These are the eight simple rules that. Uh, uh, oh, it doesn't have Donald Logue. What am I thinking of? I think you're thinking、life? of grounded for life. Oh, okay. This is John Ritter, I guess,、yeah. and Katie Segal, and Kaylee Cuoco's the daughter. I was not aware of this. Um, and it's based off. Oh, oh, interesting, Lenny. With the, unless you already know, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what do you think? The <laughs> Reggie. Hey, hey, Reggie's trying to guess. <laughs> what do you think? The sitcom Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter is based on. Too early to be based on a Twitter account. Is it based off of a comedian's stand-up routine? No, good guess. That's a real safe guess.、Um, I could totally see that. No, it's apparently based off the book Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter、mm. by W. Bruce Cameron, who's a humorist. So it's to clarify. It's not based off.、Um, oh, who also wrote 
a dog's purpose and a dog's journey. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's not like it's based off, um, oh, I guess it is. It's a self-improvement book. So yeah, it's like the same kind of thing as, you know, uh, when they're like, oh, everyone loves this Steve Harvey book, Think Like a Man. <laughs> yeah. How can we make this a movie? And they made a movie, which I haven't seen. I kind of want to because it seems so nuts that the whole premise is, you know, everyone just going like, wow, Steve Harvey, the relationship expert? <laughs> like, um, anyway, the eight simple rules. Uh, is one of them not to go in the woods before you have sex with your do- with the daughter? Because that seems really important. Hey, quiet. That would be a good rule. Um, no hiking directly before. Uh, yeah, that's no hiking. Uh, don't bring uh, penicillin into the cleaning room. <laughs> yes, don't, don't take your random buddy's penicillin for a week. Yeah, they're all specifically based on this house episode. So the 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 real quick the the eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter are use your hands on my daughter and you'll use them and you'll lose them after, which <laughs> I mean good good I guess I feel like it's that's, that's just too so, unless vague. he means like sex. Well, yeah, I assume I think it's okay. Too vague that's a good because question. I think of like holding hands and like putting your arm around her, you know. See, I thought it was like don't take hands to her like don't assault her which oh I, I don't know rule. i feel like That's when people say put your hands on my daughter they like literally mean like touch her at all so it's but it says use your hands oh, so that to okay. me does sound like i think yeah i just think of it as like getting handsy but yeah i don't know I mean, see, because that seems fine. If it's consent. Here's the reason why I, I sort of thought that. So second one, you make her cry, make you cry. Okay, great. <laughs> that uh, seemed too similar. I guess one yeah, is like third. physical, one is emotional. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third one, you fuck her, I fuck you. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, a third one is safe sex is a myth. Anything you try will be hazardous to your oh, health. So no. again, he's going to beat him up. Um. It is funny because he's like, I, I love if he was like, safe sex is a myth. Anything you try would be hazardous to your health. But that being said, if you do have sex, please wear a condom. Yeah. Um, the, I love how, I like that it's kind of like Bane-like, you know, safe sex is a myth. Anything you try will be unhealthy for you. Yeah. <laughs> if you... What, it's just a uh, little finger going, so what would happen if I had sex with your daughter? And he goes, it would be very unsafe. And he goes, well, you seem like you got a lot of protective gear for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bring her home late. There's no next date. That feels very casual compared to the others. <laughs> um, yeah. I also, the reason why I thought use your hands on her means beat her up, which I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know how old fashioned this dad's supposed to be where he's like, oh, yeah, I still got to tell, you know, obviously, I think that's sort of supposed to be a given these days. I feel like there used to be, uh, you know, back in the 50s or whatever, it feels like there was like a live debate about whether it was okay to beat your wife. And thankfully, I would say the correct side won. In the sense that, um, unfortunately, it still happens, but I think it's pretty universally frowned upon, uh, thankfully, in much of the world, um, as it should be. Uh, 
if you pull into my driveway and honk, you better be dropping off a package because you're sure not picking anything up. That one's wow. sort of It feels like he, like, realized partway through that eight is too many. Because, like, at first it's, like, really, like, don't beat her, don't hurt her. And now he's like, I guess uh, don't honk when you pick her up. Alternative rule number five, only delivery men honk. Dates ring the doorbell once. <laughs> I uh, A lot of delivery men also ring the doorbell. What yeah, delivery I've men make you come out to their for, truck? I mean, I guess I've only lived in apartments mostly, but I still have never gotten a honk from a delivery guy. Yeah, it's just, oh, sorry, that must be the delivery guy. I have to go out to his truck. I'm going <laughs> to... He's, he has the window down, so I lean in my head. We gossip a little bit. He hands me his package. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's definitely getting very casual. Six, no complaining while you're waiting for her. If you're bored, change my oil. <laughs> I do think it's that one's like really adorable. Just like I like the dad being kind of a gender traitor and being like, she can take as long as she wants to get ready. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you're going to criticize her for putting together the perfect ensemble when you look <laughs> like that. Just, it just turns out the dad is like really uh, like just throwing shade his way. Um, oh, okay. If your pants hang off your hips, I'll gladly secure them with my mm. staple gun. No thanks. Yeah, that one's starting to feel a little bit like rule number eight, rap is crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and eight, dates must be in crowded places. You want romance? Read a book. <laughs> Do you want to guess uh, how many seasons this lasted? Oh, I feel like it was way too many. Because I think, I feel like it might have somehow gone on after John Ritter died, I want to say. So I'm going to say it was like 11 seasons. Okay, so not white but 76 episodes across three seasons and john ritter died uh in the second he dies off screen early in the second season it's mentioned he collapsed in a grocery store while buying milk which like what it's a little weird that the I mean, I know, whatever. They want to go along with it, whatever, but it's just sort of like, uh, oh, I guess they brought in David Spade, or was he? Oh, I remember that, yeah. I was thinking, like, why do I associate this show with David Spade? Yeah. They had to change the name. Is he, like, a stepdad? No, he's um, Kate, the wife's, Katie Seagal's nephew. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it became like eight simple rules for dating my I think cousin they once I think removed. they changed it to just eight simple rules. I remember that. Which oh. like makes sense cuz it was a very like cumbersome title. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah but like what are the rules now? I, yeah, I I think it just is like eight simple rules. Oh, wow. Yeah. He died. It's very- funny to be like Eight simple rules for dating my cousin. Yeah. Uh, eight simple rules for dating my, I guess, I, yeah, I guess it's cousin. Um, 
anyway. Um, that was all because I misremembered which show the kid who I thought kind of looked like this guy was from. Uh, but we don't have to also look at um, at uh, Grounded for Life. Uh, was that Donald Logue? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, got obligatory Terriers mentioned, right? That was great. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but this one uh, should be called uh, like a million complex rules for dating my teenage yes. daughter. There we go, because um, she has uh, she. So they they you they say that she has like a bunch of allergies, and also recently got a heart transplant for a wild reason, which. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I, the whole thing, because the whole, you know, setup of it is like, all right, this mom is like super overprotective. She literally doesn't let the daughter leave the house, which is like, I don't know. They, they deal with it and they, you know, engage with that, yeah. but it still kind of feels like they underestimate the degree to which it's wild that she yeah, is. Yeah, I feel like I had remembered the daughter being more like extremely immunocompromised just because of how the mom treats her. And then like watching this now, it was like, maybe someone should be intervening so that she can go to school. It, it feels like it's like, Oh, like child services exactly yeah. should be like coming in and being like, so you don't let your daughter leave the house. <laughs> like that's, that's concerning. Like that's it's, it's, and yes, they, they don't say, well, well, actually, Cameron kind of goes. Cameron kind of <laughs> takes the side of fine. Yeah, like, Cameron's one of those people who just, like, filters everything through her own issues. So she's just immediately like, oh, yeah, it's terrible when parents give their kids attention. And it's like, yeah, when you're a teenager, that can be a problem, Cameron. Yeah, the whole, because they have... Uh, the I, I guess we could say that the the reveal or whatever because they have the whole thing where like Foreman's talking to her and she's like yeah I've seen Finding Nemo which feels like it was pretty topical at the time did, so did like here's a question assuming Finding Nemo well okay now I, I'm a little curious because let's say this episode aired at the time this was happening in you know let's say the episodes are airing around, obviously sometimes it's Christmas, they don't air on Christmas, whatever. April 4th, 2006. Finding Nemo releases, okay, May 30th, 2003. So probably before the accident. So maybe they took her to see the movie. Because I was going to say, imagine if they like went to see Finding Nemo without her. <laughs> Just being like, oh, She's... it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what Seeing was the, the, the message screen? of... Yeah, what was the message of the movie? Oh, well, it turns <laughs> out that the dad was right, and uh, he needed to be more protective of Nemo. Um, yeah, the, so the whole thing is she's like, you might think I'm overprotective, but when she was like one, she ate a chocolate chip cookie and went to anaphylaxis, and then like we left her alone for a weekend, one weekend, and she went to buy a cookie, and she didn't have her EpiPen and she got in a car and she rammed into a tree and the steering wheel went through her chest and destroyed her heart. And yeah. so she had to get a new heart. And, and like, 
And she's like, so if you know any parents more protective than us, I'd like to meet them to learn what they, you know, to learn what they do. But I hear that and I'm like, you actually, it sounds like you weren't being all that protective. I know, yeah. Because, yeah, when I was in high school, my parents would sometimes leave me alone to go on trips and my friends were like, that's weird. Like, that usually doesn't happen. So it does seem extreme that they were like, we left her alone for a weekend one time. It's also like, they're like, she didn't have her EpiPen. It's like, okay, well then, I don't know, make make her always have it. Like, make her be like, (laughs) Let her leave and be like EpiPen, and then she can be like, go off, mom. And it's like, remember when you destroyed your heart because you were (laughs) eating a cookie and you plowed through a tree? And she'd be like, all right, fine. (laughs) Like, it feels like there's just a better solution here than... uh, And just like the more the story goes on, the more I'm like, oh, I don't know. I guess you couldn't have prevented that. Like, at some point I was like, oh, she just, like, Rube Goldberged into, like, needing a completely new heart. <laughs> like, it wasn't yeah. that related to her living. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess you would be like, I guess then she can just never leave the house at all. But as we yeah. know from house later on, a car could just come through the house at some point, so. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the car come in Soviet Russia, a car come to you. <laughs> Uh, but the whole, so the whole thing is the boyfriend shows up, uh, and, you know, she's like, what are my eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter? And he's like, I gotta wash my hands real good. And then he sneezes, and then she's, he's, she's like, are you getting sick? I think what she should say is wash your hands again. Yeah, I assume that happens after it cuts away, but it is funny just imagining him sneezing directly on his hands and then going into the room. Yeah. It's literally just like he puts on a mask, which it is interesting, you know, pre-COVID, kind of the sort of like, uh, oh, this is, it's interesting to see masks like not politicized, but also <laughs> yeah. like um, hurt him just being like, oh, I sneezed and she thinks I'm sick. And it's like, well, of all the things, that's not that crazy. If yeah. He, like when he's like, oh, I would never get her sick. It's like. You know you don't have command over the pathogens that might be living in your body. Like, it's, it's, if he is sick, and I guess he's not, he was just sneezing, but if he is sick, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty reasonable to be concerned, like, if you're, I assume the house is, like, super clean and not dusty, so it's like, yeah, someone sneezing is, like, a reasonable concern. Assuming, uh, again, assuming that the issue is that she has, like, bubble boy disease. Like, right. Because <laughs> yeah. like, then you find out, like, she's fine. Like, that's, yeah, they're like, like the... they, it's pretty vague. Yeah, like, they say immunocompromised, which can mean, like, a huge variety of things. Yeah. Um, the, I thought, and this, I know the timeline doesn't uh, work, but... At first, I thought Michelle Trachtenberg was that girl from uh, Pretty Little Liars. She looks like a little bit like her. Which one? The one who plays A, maybe. Maybe not at all. The, the, Mona? Charlotte? <laughs> There's a lot of A's. The one who plays... Oh, not A. Sorry. A, uh, Allie. Oh, Allie is the one for, who gets Chase to kiss her in that episode. Oh yeah, that's right. And so she would have been she was much younger. Yeah. They both have this kind of like 
pretty, like, pretty fish person kind of look. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I mean. Like, they both, like, they're both attractive, but they have, like, the same way that, like, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and, like, Adam Driver have, like, <laughs> hot alien look and, like, yeah. Matthew Smith. Like, some people look like they would be the absolute fantasy of someone who has, like, you know, alien fanfic stuff yeah. where they're, like, you know, the the actual reality of getting to meet, like, a sexy alien. Um... So, which is also, you, you're watching uh, Sex Education, right? I thought you mentioned that. I was, that. yeah. Did you catch up on it? It was my second time watching uh, season two. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the most, uh, and maybe it's supposed to be because they're teenagers, so sure. I think one of the most uh, forced conflicts is between uh, Una and, I don't remember the alien girl's name. Lola and Lily, yeah. And Lola, it, that like, she's like, can't just be like, they can't just be like, oh, it's, she's like, hey, can we occasionally have sex without <laughs> like putting on, spending like 40 minutes getting together the alien cosplay stuff? And she's like, what, you think it's weird? Instead of just being like, no, 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 it's great. It's just, you know, it, we don't, maybe not every time. Maybe sometimes yeah. we can do what I want to do. She's like, yeah, it is. And it's like, <laughs> what, just be like, yeah, it's cool, but I don't want it like, every time. Like, that's a whole thing in, uh, whatchamacallit? Um, uh, oh, God. Billions. <laughs> where he, uh, where he just, like, can't ever just do, like, any form of sex that doesn't involve getting his nipples destroyed. Um, which it's, like, fine again, you know. Sure, you want, you gotta get that, but then, you know, you could also do, do regular stuff. Or, I don't know, I'm not judging. If you can't also do regular stuff, I'm not judging you. Um, but, you know, if your partner wants to also do regular stuff, give it, give it a try. Maybe you'll like it, too. Anyway. Uh, that's our House of House <laughs> tip of the week. Um, the, they, like, okay, so she, she has, he, like, gives her a little kiss, and she immediately has, like, the most gruesome anaphylactic reaction ever. Yeah. Uh, which, I don't, I, I mean... It looks like they got, they did, like, brought in, like, zombie makeup people. Like, she looks mm-hmm. like she's just, I know it's it's not pretty when someone's suffocating, but, you know, it's, it's they really, uh, sure, it's rough. Um, yeah, I don't think I would have, I'm not judging because I would not have handled it any better, but it's really rough uh, watching him be like, what's wrong? Can, can you breathe when she's like, like she clearly no. can't talk. He's like, just like, Hey, what's going on? Can you breathe right now? Oh yeah. And then she hands him the EpiPen and he's like, duh, which side go? Yeah. The overprotective mom definitely should have been like, Hey, let's practice using the EpiPen on an orange or something. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like the kind of person who, I don't know. I don't want to. Uh, it, it's uh, it's wild how little she seems to 
try to work the EpiPen into her set of rules and regulations <laughs> for her daughter. She's like, oh, you left the house with the EpiPen? Well, obviously, there's only one regulation I could implement to fix that problem. <laughs> no more leaving the house. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, exactly. Her, the, the, the idea that she'd never, she's like making him wash his hands, do all this stuff, and never was like, hey, if you ever accident, because she's allergic to a bunch of stuff, you know, hey, it's possible. I know you, oh, I wash my hands so good. It's possible you could track something in. <laughs> so let's just go over this. Um, also, by the way, I just want to say, uh, like, the reason we keep just talking about her is because, like, the dad is the most non-entity to the point where I think they should have just had it be a single mom. Like, it's weird when he shows up because he adds nothing. They could have had a single mom, and they could have had... He's only there to get mad at House and, like, go, what are you fondling my daughter's vagina away at the end? Um, that's, like, the only reason he's there. He's, like, very... He's not, like, upset that she has a boyfriend. He's... I, I, yeah, does he sort of push back a little bit? I feel like there's a, might be a scene where he's, like, maybe she can go to school. I, but I don't remember. Yeah. Um... They anyway, they're brought into brought into Princeton Plainsboro, which the whole they said they start off with like a House Wilson passive aggressive dynamic. Yes, also like Wilson is like you know Cuddy called and House is like, hey, I didn't look at it, which I love that like House has fully stopped going to work now because I think he was only going to the hospital to see Wilson, but he's like, well, now that me and Wilson live together, I don't have a reason to go yeah. to work. It's like, you know, oh, can we see Wilson? We've got Wilson at home. The Wilson <laughs> yeah. at home. And it's, you know. Um, and he's like, oh, you, I'm interested in this patient, but you could have, uh, it's, it's a little weird because he's like, she has a clean room at home and yet she had an allergic reaction. House is like fascinating, allergic reaction in a clean room. And then like immediately once they go into the office, he's like, maybe the parents are lying and they didn't do the job <laughs> making a clean room. And that doesn't Which turn out to be the case. Like, I feel like lying isn't even the right phrase for that. It's just like they're not medical professionals, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that does seem to be the number one thing. Like, it's not like, you know, she was in the Magneto cage or whatever. <laughs> like, it's just a room. He doesn't even have a bubble. It's just like a room that they keep pretty clean. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and then they have the whole thing where they're like, we're the most overprotective parents. We only occasionally let her drive without her EpiPen, and she destroyed her heart. So, uh, the, um, we only occasionally let our baby crawl hundreds of miles in the air at construction sites. So don't tell me that our baby could be more protected. Also, just like uh, in the, we talked about this a little bit, but just like in the brainstorm with the team, when the team is immediately like, okay, she's lying about not sneaking out, or the parents are lying about the clean room, um, and Cuddy's like, oh, that's your thing? You're just going to assume they're they're lying? I roll, and it's like, yeah, obviously they should first like check if she was exposed to an allergen. Like, that's clearly what it probably is. Yeah, especially because so often like that's not, 
the case like it's just house do you know shooting from the hip but in this case it definitely makes sense yeah um, it's just like cuddy's too used to house like she wants house to know that it's a house case basically like she's like no you should check if she got this african disease because of blah 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 yeah then uh they surmise that perhaps uh the boyfriend uh and her had sex, and Cameron is scandalized. <laughs> I, I love how constantly surprised Cameron is that uh, that teens can have sex. She should, she would be great on Twitter. I think she'd be very popular. Yeah. Uh, last week she was like, "Yeah, you know, it's not weird to have a threesome," and now she's like, "Teens having sex," and she says she she wants to like report the boyfriend, which. I don't know if Romeo, if New Jersey has like Romeo and Juliet laws, and I am not going to look it up. Yeah, I don't think they mention their ages, right? Are they supposed to be like seventeen and fifteen or something like that? I guess. I mean, it's from the sound of it, she's making it sound like he's eighteen, which like maybe he's eighteen and she's like sixteen or seventeen because they were going to high school together. So like, that's conceivable. Like you know, and it's also like. Now, I mean, I think most people understand yeah. <laughs> that it's like, yes, at a certain point, uh, like in my high school, there was a high schooler trying to date someone in middle school, and that right, was yes. seen as no good, right? <laughs> but like, I think most yeah, people understand it that. Be, like, it shouldn't be enforced against like February birthdays and October birthdays. <laughs> exactly. Like, if you're both in high school, even, like, sure, senior freshmen might be a little bit of a scandal. Like, I don't know. That's, obviously, it's not fine, like, if someone met outside of high school settings, I guess. But, you know, it's, there's a weird thing now where I feel like it's, I, I hear people, and, you know, you see this on, like, oh, whatever, on, Twitter and like people who are like, oh, the left is trying to make uh, pedophilia legal. And it's like, <laughs> you look at people online and the discourse is like, is a 14 year age gap acceptable if one of them's 70? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Or like, you know, I don't know. They're in their 20s, but uh, one of them is the manager of a Chili's. Oh, like the Chili's she works at? That is, no, 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 a different Chili's. She's an accountant. And you're like, oh, okay. I think just a lot of people who, to be fair, spent like their formative years in a pandemic and now seem to like have these ideas that like, you know, that there's like a, formula you can plug in to figure out whether a relationship is exploitative or not um and obviously you have to have hard lines drawn somewhere because like that's how the law works but i think (laughs) once everyone's you know over 18 and no one is uh someone else's boss or something or blackmailing them or you know doing anything obviously anything non-consensual is not good. I just think at some point you have to go like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a I little condescending. Huh? Like just yesterday, I saw this thing trying to expose a male celebrity, and it like started off by talking about like a relationship where the girl was fourteen and he was like in his twenties, and then kept going through his relationships until it was like 
when he was like 50 and the girl was like 30, which I was like, you didn't have to include that. Like, <laughs> even though that's the biggest age gap, like I, the, the first few examples, like definitely sold me more. It's like, I think it's fine to be skeeved out by like a 45 year old dating a 23 year old. Yeah. Like that's fine. I, you don't have to like it. And I understand why it feels gross. But at some point, you're being kind of condescending to the 23-year-old to be like, oh, no, 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 no. You can't choose to date someone. Like, once someone's, like, an adult, it's a little weird. It kind of reminds me of um, in Futurama when they have, when they're de-aging and the professor, uh, you know, it's, like, turns, like, 194 or whatever he is. It's, like, 60. And he goes, I'm 60. Now I'll need an ID to rent ultra porn, which is just such a funny concept of, like, maintaining like past 25 or whatever or past like you know 35 when you're present and still having like yeah. <laughs> additional ages for stuff <coughs> sorry anyway so they uh so they're they're like they tell the guy like she might be allergic here come um yeah, yeah. i was okay specific cum because they had to test like his cum on her oh okay so i think that my understanding i'm going to google semen allergy did not google (laughs) new jersey romeo and juliet laws but uh, i will google semen allergy um and i i mean i don't think it's no it's like the proteins found in most sperm so i is no i like, don't i think the answer is no okay, um is it or is it like what the what it turns out to be with the penicillin thing where they're checking like if he ate enough of something that she's like allergic did to you eat out? she's allergic to pineapple um <laughs> the i i okay it is weird because i don't know what the process is for testing someone for a semen allergy. So I, I know like the they process would have for... like the pure, you know, the pure form of whatever protein it is. That so makes that a lot to, more know, sense. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense than being like cuz like I know when you when you like they do the allergy test, they have like, you know, tiny amounts of like orange and peanut and whatever like, you know, small amounts on the thing that they prick people with. But, like, the idea that they're just, like, yeah, you know, some of that come from, like, when you donate semen goes to allergy tests yeah. or whatever. Like, and it's, like, very weird on some level that they're, like, I don't know, I, I that they're, like, oh, we need your cum to, like, jab her with. Yeah, super like, weird. Also, I don't uh, know if this happens before or after, but in that same conversation, they're like really scandalized by him having unsafe sex. But I was thinking about it and I was like, I kind of feel like in this case, pullout method might actually be best because she's allergic to like so many things and she wouldn't know about condoms yet if that if he was the first person she had sex with. I imagine she must be aware. Of, I think like... Her, like, her, I mean, if she like hadn't used the different types of condoms before in order to have an allergic reaction, it might have never oh, come up. Oh, she would... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's... It is odd that they're like... That they are so... It's like... Yeah, no, it's not good 
it's not good behavior, <laughs> yeah. as Sandra might say. Because like, but yeah, like, I was thinking like the the concern there clearly is like the latex allergy. So when when they were like, you had unsafe sex, I was like, I mean, kind of makes sense in this case. There is no way you wanna. I mean, whatever the numbers on the pullout method are, <laughs> teenager having sex for the first time with his bubble girl <laughs> girlfriend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that is not uh, the way you go. It does. It is interesting that they. I guess they probably tested her for pregnancy when they first brought her in, just to, you know, in the battery of tests and uh, stuff they did. Um, that's not even like taken into account. They don't. They don't consider that he might have an STD, which is also something you'd think house would, in his <laughs> house way, be like. Hey, if he's banging a bubble girl, he might have bubble girls all around town or something. Like, <laughs> it is odd that they don't consider that at all um they have so she's like oh he's like what do i do and cameron's like point and shoot and then he's like and then chase is like oh and don't think about dr cameron which is inappropriate (laughs) yes um (laughs) and then uh she's she barbs him back and is like yeah well too bad it's not you giving the sample we wouldn't have to wait too long and it's like yeah i love that part yeah it's like oh should have been like, yeah, well, I don't know. I guess I was nervous when you were Dark Cameron. And- yeah, yeah. I think, so that- like, I'm sure he usually lasts longer, but Dark Cameron was going fucking nuts on him, so. Yeah. Uh, the, um, the Cameron also thinks the mom will be fine with them, with her just, like, clearly lying to her. Like, not even mm-hmm. in, like, a good way. She's like, we fixed the problem. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They just, the police came. They said, it doesn't matter. Um, and she's just like there was a problem it's been fixed and she's like oh okay um they all i think also we have it so they're you know it doesn't work we've got we're looking at more symptoms house i think maybe hits a new racism high it's tough to judge maybe a new racism high again well it's, I guess it's very straightforward. He's just like, hey, they call it the whiteboard for a reason. He tells Foreman he's not allowed to draw on it. I do. I think this is a really good Foreman episode in general. And I do really like when he's like, okay, can I use this black marker? Like just at this point, he's like not even trying to high road him. He's just like on House's level and it, it's working for him. Yeah. He's like, I, ha- I, I just want to do my job, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the... Um, they have some other line. I forget what it is. There's some line I wrote this where like she's like doesn't mind teens fucking generally, but thinks these teens shouldn't. What? Forget her wording. There's some word. There's just something about like they're like yeah, whatever. They're having sex, and she's like no, well they just shouldn't because they're clearly irresponsible. Other teens can have sex. And it's like they're all gonna be some level. I mean, you know, you want you do the best you can, but. Um, the, yeah, they had, they put a lot on Foreman to be the one to, like, convince the mom, uh, of everything they're doing. I forget what level they're at right now. They're, they're at the point where they're, like, testing her heart and everything. Um, they have, in the meantime, also, uh, Wilson comes back and sees a stethoscope on the apartment door. Mm-hmm. And oh, so he, so I just like, 
were there no coffee shops in 2006? Yeah. It's, this is how you can tell it's like a sick game between them. And it's like not just House being inconsiderate. Because Wilson is like, well, I guess I have to stand on the steps for two hours while House busts a sex worker. Yeah. And he should just go somewhere else for yeah. a bit. It's weird that like it's feel it does feel very passive aggressive. Um and he goes off the house, he's just like, I was jerking off. And Wilson's kinda like gets this look, he's like, Ugh, like mm-hmm. jerking off in the apartment that we're sharing. It's like <laughs> I mean, gotta do it somewhere. What do you want? Like to what you supposed to do it at work? Like I hope I assume he also does, because that seems like something house. Coma guy's but. room, yep. Yeah, coma guy. Oh, uh, we call this one a coma stranger. Where you uh, jerk yourself off with the coma guy's hand. Um, that's no, don't do it. House of house tip of the week number two: don't sexually assault coma patients. Um, they also house is like, oh, I'm doing so many pranks on you. You gotta get me back. Why don't you short sheet my sheets? And I have heard about short sheeting. And as, like, one of those, like, classic, like, I don't know, 40s college boy pranks. And I was curious. I I never thought about what it was. You just hear it. I kind of assumed it would be if you take the sheets of the bed and you turn them so, like, the long oh. way, which you might do accidentally anyway, that's not what it is. Yeah, so that would a, only be a prank for like five seconds, right? And then they'd be like, oh, it goes this way. Well, the answer turns <laughs> out to be like even shorter than that, apparently. Because I don't quite understand the mechanics of this. But it seems to be... Actually, I wonder if Wikipedia has a diagram. <laughs> so, short sheet. There's a wiktionary. There does it doesn't have its own bed sheet. Has a okay. How to short a sheet? How to short sheet a bed on WikiHow with the cool little. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <coughs> sorry, should mute myself for that. It's a treat for you, Cuddy. Um, undress the top layer of the bed. So remove everything, and then you. Oh, okay. You tuck the flat sheet at the head of the bed and then instead of tucking the sheet at the foot of the bed also tuck it into the head of the bed this is the main part of the prank but it's only step two what's step (laughs) this is the main part so i'm okay so you have this does have a diagram so this helps so you you go to the, the top of the bed you put the sheet around the top like normally you would put it at the bottom and you would leave the flat sheet you don't tuck the flat sheeting because people like to go under the flat sheet uh. but you have it like think about a hotel you have it tucked into the bottom but instead you tuck it in at the top and then you take the one at the bottom and you fold it so it looks like it's the top part. So what happens is, uh, oh, <laughs> the reason why it's nine steps is because step five is 
hide in the room before the victim goes <laughs> I to saw bed. that because I, I the intro is like this is a fun and harmless prank but if you're hiding in their bedroom that's kind of not harmless <laughs> yeah like, I like her look before bed <laughs> yeah it's just called the pervert prank <laughs> Um, it's like, she's like peeking out from the closet, like, eh. <laughs> then executing the prank, know the victim's sleep schedule. Okay. Uh, okay, this is so elaborate. Learn the, their daytime schedule so you know when to short sheet the bed. This is so, observe how they make the bed. This is so much work. Document <laughs> the bed. Some people are better visual learners. Take a picture of how the bed looks before you tamper with it so you can remake the bed. This is so much work for a prank, which I guess, uh, warnings. Be ready to make the victim's bed later on if they're not very amused. Uh, this won't work if there is no layer over the flat sheet. So the... Okay, there's another one that's how to make a prank call, how to annoy your sister, how to be cute, how to act like a baby again. This got fetish real quick. Uh, how to give a wedgie. This goes into fetish real quick. How to do the blue steel pose from Zoolander. This could, uh, this is the worst way to, wow. Okay. Well, wouldn't want to do a prank that's like kind of a chore like I just like I don't like messing with my sheets even the amount that I have to in my regular life I'm not going to do extra folding sheets it's mostly you making their bed and then I guess the end conclusion is you have to like carefully make their bed wrong yeah not no absolutely not you get into the bed and you're like oh my feet are getting stuck assuming you like go under the flat sheet in a very specific way and you're not just like eh, it's kind of hot i'm gonna sleep on top of the flat sheet because then it doesn't do anything <laughs> so this seems like it sucks i don't know yeah. why this is something this is like the worst prank was, do you think house was just like i would assume you would do this this prank because it sucks and you're not funny it also reminds me of um on new girl when they talk about how winston's problem is some of his pranks are like way too small i would you what's an example i have seen i think most of new girl they're like you either go way too small or way too big and like the small one was like they like walk in and he's like, I bought two cartons of orange juice. Then that's too many to have in the fridge or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, his big pranks are always like life ruining. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, that's it's terrible to, to make those... someone's bed, bed slightly wrong. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I, my, yeah, the, I, I'll sleep on top of the sheet, I guess. <laughs> the, it does feel like um, New Girl was one of the shows where they replaced Zoe Deschanel at some point, right? I don't think so. No? Oh, I thought they did. All right. Sorry. No, I'm... <laughs> I, I didn't watch, like, every single episode, but I watched the finale and she's in it. Oh, no. I was right. And I remember because I, I knew it was someone very specific. Season five replaces Jess with Megan Fox. 
Oh, weird. Because, yeah, I remember when they introduced Megan Fox and she was a huge flop. I did not think they yeah. ever made her, like, the protagonist. Yeah, and it's so, like, um, that's a real show where uh, they, you know, in the in the annals of shows like Cougar Town and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, where I think there was a sense of, like, hmm, this name did not presume the show would last for eight seasons. <laughs> Uh, although Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I like that it recontextualizes the name in interesting way. Anyway, um, yeah, so the, they need, they should have some security other than House's team because this girl tries to escape, um, <laughs> and she wants to get away from her mom. She wants to go to the roof. Uh, I guess there's no elevator to the roof because Foreman's, like, jumping up the stairs. Um, and they notice that she has a, a thing in her leg. Because uh, her leg is pulsating in a way that looks unnatural. Um, and uh, the and Cameron at this point does say, like, oh, uh, paralysis. She might have tick paralysis because she's starting to get paralysis. Um, and then they don't check her for that. Oh, because they say... They assumed that the anaphylaxis was unrelated to the paralysis because House confronts him. I forgot about that. House confronts him. We referenced it briefly, but about chugging a bunch of penicillin before going to see her. And he's like, your cum was filled with penicillin, which he's allergic (laughs) to. And And then they... Yeah, they have one of those classic scenes where House uh, makes someone almost suffocate to death so he can find out what specific medication was involved. Yeah. When, he when finds someone out is he... suffocating to death, that is when they are most likely to remember what the label on a bottle they saw once says. Well, because he didn't even know. She volunteers that. He no, I know. know. I just think it's funny that it's the second time this has happened. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it is wild. That she's like, yeah, I saw the bottle. I mean, I guess the idea is maybe he was like, hey, don't worry. I chugged a bunch of these so we can have sex. And she was like, oh, that's not. Sure. Okay. She's like, I don't leave my, I don't leave my room. I'm not allowed to leave. My mom comes to check on me every five minutes. (laughs) I am incredibly sexually frustrated. Fine. I do really uh, truly love her himbo boyfriend in this so much that he was like, oh, I thought it was the one she's deathly allergic to, but I guess it was the other one. Oh, well. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, he's, uh, he's doing his best. He's trying. Um, they, uh, House also going out of his way to, like, make her feel uncomfortable. He's like, when he snuck over for sexy delights, did he bring, like, honey, edible panties? And, like, yeah, House, those parents aren't going to be cool with you searching their daughter <laughs> yeah. after you were just doing that. She, Yeah, um, she's handling it super well. I feel like I would just be, like, screaming, stop trying to kill me and sexually harass me at the same time. But she's just yeah, like, Yeah, please no, stop. He, I he, want he to use the hypoallergenic antibiotics. Yeah. I want to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have... Uh, they also, they have one toss line that they toss out where they're like, maybe she's sniffing glue. And then uh, they're like, no, she's middle class or something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, that feels like, 
if that's a possibility, they should ask her about that. Because, like, again, she's stuck in her room all the time. Who knows what she could end up doing (laughs) to try and pass the time. Um, We get a cool flashback of the boyfriend jumping a fence. uh, And we see the tick uh, going like... Climbing up the leg. Um, Really going the distance. I do not think about ticks as, like, very picky. I sort of (laughs) thought that they're kind of like, you know, oh, skin, neat. Mm -hmm. Not like, you know, this one perv tick trying to make it all the way up. Because he's looking around, he can't find it, and then she's, like, going to die. And so Cuddy's like, Wilson, can I have a consult? For some reason. Yeah, he's Um, like, I'm an oncologist, but okay. Yeah, why not? Everyone's doing whatever. Uh, and he's like, he 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 does a uh, he does house a solid. He's like, oh, you should uh, take the elevator. And they rush her to the elevator. House and Foreman in there. House hits the emergency stop. Um, <clears throat> and they're searching her. House is like, you know, give her more adrenaline or whatever. It's something else, but it's like adrenaline to keep her heart going. And was it in how informants like this? My last one. Uh, so they really got to try and find it. They have a line where, like, they search her as much as they can. House is like, Did you check everywhere? And Wilson Forbin's like, Yeah, perineum, pubic hair, which to me, okay. So they check the perineum and, like, was it not to be too graphic was it like real far up there like yeah it's like the this episode is deeply upsetting because that does yeah that does seem to be the thing yeah it it's it doesn't it also doesn't feel seem like it makes sense like it seems like again the idea that the tick went all this way (laughs) Yeah, that, no, it's it's nuts. It's yeah. He he walked in the woods uh, once before having sex with her in a clean room. Uh, yeah, this straight up would not happen. And thank God because it's deeply upsetting. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we can see. Let's see. Has a no. Tip? Let's not. Okay. Well, we won't then. <laughs> We'll never know. You can check Cuddy Buddies on your own. Um, so, yeah, very upsetting. House manages to get it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The idea that they're like, we checked literally everywhere but inside. Um, that because that's the one that stuck out to me where I, where he's like oh you checked the perennial like oh you you were doing due diligence like this isn't even like oh well you gotta check everywhere like it seems like you did um but he finds the tick so uh it works out <laughs> she because earlier she was like i just want to die and you know have my mom around me uh and now she's like, ah, oh, the mom's like, no, I messed up. You should want to live your life. 
so you have to go back to school. And she's like, I don't know. And her mom's like, no, you got to go. All right, cool. Works out with them, more or less. Uh, the, the, as they're leaving, um, House's cane collapses. And Wilson's <laughs> like, oh, seems like someone sawed into almost all of it while you were sleeping. Which is great because I think it's mean enough yeah. that in a way that House completely deserves and it's even so seems to mean. respect. And I also feel like um, realistically he probably shouldn't have done this prank where someone who is like constantly in emergency life or death medical situations will fall at some point during his day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good thing that didn't happen while he was looking for the tick or whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so. Oh, also, House had left a bowl of water to try and get, make Wilson piss himself, and apparently he did, and House <laughs> puts his ass on Wilson's pillow while they're hanging out uh, back home. And, uh, yeah, that's most of it. Oh, okay. I'm try- I want to see how the wiki explains what happens. Says, Finally, House asks the patient if it was the first time she had sex, but she's unresponsive. He surmises that she wouldn't be used to the sensations in her groin and decides to examine her vagina. Like, the... I also like this. The elevator opens as the father sees House looking at the daughter's pelvis underneath a modesty screen. I like that they leave the underneath the modesty screen because someone could be like, oh, wow, this is a house that shows Michelle Trachtenberg's <laughs> actual vulva. <laughs> and they're like, oh, never mind. I guess they didn't show Michelle Trachtenberg's vulva on Fox Network. It, it was Fox, you know. They were they were. Wild. Yeah, that's true. If anyone would have. Um, yeah. I... Uh, this last line of the wiki summary. Due to House having put Wilson's hand in warm water while he slept, it seems as though Wilson did pee himself on the couch <laughs> where he was asleep. Um, yeah, do we, uh, we, I mean, there's a whole lot of shipping report stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, my shipping notes were uh, House was clearly only going into work to see Wilson. Uh, I liked Cameron saying, if you were giving the sample, we'd be done by now. Um, like they, they like reminding us that Cameron and Chase have had sex in like a non-annoying way at this point. Um, and I also think Foreman being like, can I have this black pen is just like a really nice moment of him squaring off with house. Uh, and I love the montage of Wilson locked out with like the most soulful song playing, I I don't remember exactly what the lyrics were, but it's a very like my baby left me type song. Uh, well, Wilson's left out, and yeah, him pranking him at the end was great. It like felt like something like um, when Kendall holds the press conference about Logan, or like when Louis kills Lestat, where it's like now now he can finally respect him. He can finally really love him. So. The trivia here. Let's see if we can go real quick because this has the most trivia I think I've seen on any of these, wow. and so little of it makes sense. <laughs> the um the 
I it is a little concerning that someone clearly gave extra attention to this episode. I they, of course we have the always gold title section of the wiki. The title refers to several things, as it always does in the title section of the wiki. The mother, the patient's mother, being overprotective, and thus her daughter is safe. Sure. The clean room the patient was confined to, keeping her safe. Sure. The typical irresponsible teenagers and their unsafe sexual relations. No. Mm-hmm. House is continuing to prank Wilson throughout the episode, showing him he's not safe. No. Mm-hmm. House's assertion that Wilson is using his apartment as a safe place. Sure. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um. Yeah, we've got... Uh... Oh. Huh. Whoa. Okay, I'm just going to tell you some of these trivia. Some of these is wild stuff that I'm not going to check if it's confirmed anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look it up yourself if you want. We've got the usual nonsense where they're like, Finding Nemo is a movie by Pixar. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, apparently, guest star Michelle Trachtenberg developed a crush on Hugh Laurie during filming. At the mm-hmm. time of the climactic scene where House looks at the patient's pelvis, Trachtenberg had put a note saying, I love you under the monster. Oh my god. Uh, sure, her teenagers seem troubled. That's rough. Yeah, that's, uh, Trachtenberg, House. That was, like, before, um, you know, Hugh Laurie crush. I wonder if this pops up anywhere. Oh, I guess she talked about it on Conan. Hmm. Uh, well, you can watch that clip if you want. I I am sure um, Conan had a uh, you know an appropriately oh <laughs> reaction to it. Um, Cameron references Tarzan. Uh, I do like the idea of the person you know the real uh, guy who's only seen the Boss Baby, seeing a second movie, <laughs> but it's person who's only watched House, or it's kind of like the. Um, the SNL sketch with Charlie Day, where it's like the Seinfeld apartment, and uh, Jason Sudeikis or whoever is like, hey, doesn't this apartment look like the Seinfeld apartment? And he's like, ah, I don't watch TV, I don't know what that is. And he's like, uh, okay. And then he starts like, it gets weirder and weirder where he's like, oh, I don't know what baseball is. I don't know, TV. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know who Hitler is. Um, apparently the Mythbusters experimented and found out that uh, you can't make someone pee by putting their hand in water. Um, they're still... You, they, apparently, every episode, they have to note that it's 221 Apartment B. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say the beer in House's fridge is a grolsch due to the flip-top. Um, William Tell, Boy in the Plastic Bubble. Oh, it's based off... I don't know who it's based off. It's based off David Vetter, who, yes. Uh, had to live in a plastic bubble. And then they made that uh, John Travolta one and the Bubble Boy Seinfeld and no reference to the Jake Gyllenhaal Bubble Boy. So, I guess this is growing up. Blah, blah, blah. I got the Christie. All right. Uh, the New Journal, the New Jersey Journal of Cardiology is fictitious. Sure. <laughs> it sounds like something that could be. Um, oh, at two points in the episode, Foreman tries to tell how he got his mother to be less overprotective, but we never find out what happens. Mm-hmm. He gets cut off both times. All right. 
Well, should we? Oh, and there's goofs. Oh my god. Okay, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but this is the most comprehensive wiki page uh, of any of this. Foreman apparently explains the centrifuge wrong. Um, they mess up the gloves. The tick clearly has six legs in close-up. However, ticks are arachnids related to spiders and have eight legs. I hope someone got fired over that. <laughs> um, some of these are just okay. You usually have to wait 48 hours to pronounce a blood culture negative. Okay. <laughs> I, I, they should have inserted a line. We said, now that it's been 48 hours, mm -hmm. we could say, um, oh, this one's just stupid. The lungs, not being muscles, can't be paralyzed. Cameron and Foreman both probably mean the paralysis is spread to the diaphragm and chest muscles, which control breathing. And it's like, you know what they meant by that. <laughs> like, literally, she's choking. And they're just like, uh, actually, the, you know. Um, oh, my God. Okay. This is someone who's really, you know, are we to assume this was a magic xylophone? All right. The cane would have broken when House and Foreman were having that altercation. Mm -hmm. That's the last straw that made it happen. All right. These are some bad goofs. No, these are goofs. Uh, let's give it. Let's give it a review. Um. Uh, 2.5. It's pretty crazy, but <laughs> I don't know. It feels very, it, it, it does feel weirdly constructed to get to this outcome. <laughs> yeah, I, I never know how I feel about this episode. It feels like, I kind of think there's this problem that, a lot of procedurals face usually you see it more in cop procedurals where just like sometimes just like what makes a good story is like also not really like morally correct or good and so i'm just kind of like i get how it's a more tense story if he's right that he has to get up in her vagina but i hate it every single time i just hate watching this climactic sequence where he's demanding to get up in there and then he turns out to be right uh, I guess it balances out to like a three stars for me. I do think it's solid, but it fucking haunts me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that one uh, in the in the bag in the can. Um, is that the last time that house will ever uh, do something fucked up? <laughs> At least I think we are. Ha finally past the I need to inspect a vagina episodes. I hope. I hope the stretch doesn't go on longer than I think. No. I I know we have an exploding testicle at one point. <laughs> um, or do we? <laughs> uh, that's when certain things really implant on you. Uh, that's, that's, just, that's just always been stuck up there. But uh, yeah. Lenny, what do you want to plug? Uh, you can all follow me on Twitter at Lenny Burnham, and you can look up my other podcast, Chapter Surfing, about TV shows based on books.
And uh, you can follow me at Andrew Taven on all the stuff. Um, and Sound Snacks, uh, SoundCloud.com backslash S O U N D S N A C K Z. Audio sketch show I co with Casey Turgeson. Listen to that. And I've got a show uh, that I'm producing. I'm doing some shows in LA that will already have happened after this releases, but. On February 9th, which is a Thursday at 5.30, which is kind of early, sorry, Young <laughs> Ethel's in Brooklyn doing That's So Taven, the series, a comedy show, which is a uh, version where there'll be still some game show stuff, but it, there's going to be other comedians, and it's going to be more like a regular stand-up show, So, but you can still win prizes. Um, yeah, all right, well, that has been our episode uh be sure to check yourself after going on a nature hike um yes. but probably it, you know if, if you were i don't want to give any advice but i'm going to say you could probably just check yourself in a normal way unless yeah. you were and i guess really... also somehow learn how a tick feels so that you don't go a long time being like well i guess this is this is it yeah i uh it would be a little funny if he was like, uh, I if he was like, well, what's happening? She goes, well, I never had sex, so I just assume that having sex feels like having a tick in your vagina because that's what it felt like. But yeah, it's um, like, like the forty-year-old virgin scene, but she's just like, you know, when you have sex with a guy, and then, and then you have like a six-legged tick, even though ticks have eight legs. Um. Can you imagine being, like, having the VFX person who I'm sure has, like, you know, the VFX people on house probably not unionized. They ship it off to, I don't know, wherever, and you just come up and you're like, wow, yeah, no, that looks really good. That's a cool-looking tick. This is exactly what we asked for. One note. <laughs> Ticks have eight legs as a rag, and you just have them slap you in the face. <laughs> Um, I haven't seen my wife. I was animating a vagina tick for the last <laughs> three weeks. Um, anyway, that's been our show. So from all of us here at the House of House, have yourself a very pleasant evening.